We got a Vegas bot, folks. Yeah, Vegas bot, Chris Bornhorst. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's right. I've been in Vegas about 30 hours, and I don't think I've left my hotel room. I've been jammed with finals. I've been cramming through spreadsheets. It's been quite the life. So the only thing you haven't done is married a hooker at, or gamble away your life savings. Correct. We're saving that for tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, yeah, besides that's, the gambling part, I'll just marry a hooker. That's in the uh, chili dip pot spreadsheet ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Chris marries a hooker, goes blonde. Uh, what else were you missing? So I'm in Vegas. Sean, you're in Boulder. Mike's in Boston. It's yeah, we, we got all corners covered here. <laughs> uh, we got it surrounded. Listen, we're holding every corner of the USA hostage right now. So All we right, got a big got episode. A big yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be good. It's award season. I can't it's wait to see season. what you guys have to say. End of the year awards. We have a bunch of them. We have some exciting ones. We're going to end this thing in style. So I should have put on my shirt and tie for this. And it was pretty. It was pretty fitting that uh, QBE really topped off the year for us. Really, really a great event to to kind of finish off the calendar. QBE year. was sick, dude. Kucher and yeah. English, the most exciting players of the year. Yeah, that's that's the first award. Most exciting duo of the year. Kucher <laughs> and, and Harris English. Which fest, of, which fest of the season? But so should, should we start with the most prestigious one? Arguably, yeah. The most serious, the most prestigious, the most coveted player of the year. And and this is the I, chili dip saying this is the player of the year. So that's when you know it means something. It means something. Yeah. Like what the PGA Tour says, Mr. Monaghan. This is I'm what nominating, the guy for. I'm nominating this player, and I hate to do it because I usually root against him. Not because I dislike him, but because I think he's – Rather boring, boring story. And I really didn't want to give this guy the award, but I have to because it's a runaway victory and it's Dustin Johnson, player of the year. Easy pick. Yeah, it's commercial. I mean, the guy arguably had his best season ever. Like maybe not the sustained DJ that we're used to where he wins three times over the course of the year, but – probably played the best stretch of golf of his entire career. I mean, you just look at – you look at what he did at TPC Boston, making history, shooting the most disappointing 60 that we've ever seen, and then winning the <laughs> Masters by either five or six. I think it was five, but absolutely ridiculous play from DJ. You know what people forget is that DJ at 3M shot like 80-80. Yeah. It's insane. And, and still one player of the year in a landslide. Yeah, everybody in the middle of the summer is like, what the fuck is going on with DJ? And then, and then he plays well at the PGA, which was possibly a choke. I wouldn't nominate it for a choke of the year, which we'll get into later. But then he goes on an absolute rampage, which he's been known to do, you know, on the golf course and in other aspects of life, which is probably, Sean, you alluded to it earlier before – audio went on the fritz you know dj's coke scandal really may have been the best thing to have ever happened to it was <laughs> it was the best thing to ever happened to dustin johnson and and here's why i mean listen we're not we're not advocating for the use of 
recreational cocaine because only Mike is. Yeah. Studies study, <laughs> study showed that it's probably not a good idea. Hey, if you're in Boston, you need a plug, just hit up Mike. No, do not hit, do not <laughs> hit me up. So let, let me tell you why. If Chris gives you my number, I'm blocking you. <laughs> Jesus. L- let, me, let me tell you why DJ's Coke scandal was the, the best thing that ever happened to him. First of all, it, you Dustin know, kind Escobar. of a small reason. You know, he cleaned his life up, whatever. You know, he, he got rid of his demons, you know, got back on the – Listen, Wayne, but, Wayne got me easier, and he's just yeah. like, I'm marrying my daughter with this. <laughs> but what cocaine did for Dustin Johnson is that it made him more relatable to the average player. Like, he's not one of the most liked guys. <laughs> that's, one the, that's one of the most – He's not one of the most well-liked guys in the PGA Tour. Whether you that's like one of the most not. insane sentences I've ever heard. And you know why? It's because golfers are degenerates. They're total degenerates. They love – substance abuse they love gambling they love drinking they love all that shit and that's exactly why everyone loves dustin johnson because he goes through the same struggles that a lot of other people do and he yeah, makes, Sean, actually makes really relate to him. listen listen me and chris no, are not golfers. Me. i'm not into that shit but. yeah me and, me and chris are golfers but don't you know paint us with a brush that we love substance abuse because we don't no but but there's a lot of guys that do a lot of the especially the younger crowd of the game that that can relate to what DJ has been through. I don't think it's the, what Sean is saying is he's not relatable because he did Coke or whatever. He's relatable because he had, he had a fuck up. He had, yeah, he had such, he had a moment that was so, that was so outrageous and, and so sort of frowned upon that, it shows that he's not perfect. He's this freakish athlete. He's married to one of the most beautiful women on planet Earth. Earth. He's and then his father-in-law is the greatest hockey player of all time by a country mile. He lives the most abnormal life. You know, even dunking a basketball is something that I admire him for. I'm like, fuck. I wish I could do that. I mean, Sean's six six and he can't touch the fucking rim. I join you in that admiration, Mike. But. <laughs> I mean, he is the most unrelatable person, but when Besides, you have something that brings you down yeah. to earth that much, of course, you know, you kind of have to feel for the guy. Yeah, and if it was, if it was a, a cigarette addiction or, a, you know, a weed, like a weed incident, it wouldn't have been as big of a deal, and it wouldn't have been what actually made a lot of people like Dustin Johnson because yeah, no one, nobody Coke, feels bad for Robert Garrigus. Yeah. Coke brings this extra magnitude that you just don't get with a lot of other things. Like you see, you know, you know, sometimes on Twitter it'll go around, you know, Oh, Brooks has a fat lip in right now, but like, you know, that's, that's not a big deal. Like the Coke brought it to the next level and actually it, it really made DJ's career more you, notable. John, you are bordering on the line of promoting cocaine use. You I'm are not. teetering. I'm teetering. not. I'm not by any means. I'm just saying that it just made him more likable. Listen, Sean just got back from Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, uh, we, I'm assuming we all have DJ for player of the year. Yeah. Landslide uh, for me. So before we move on, of course, if we were looking just at the stats, wins, and, you know, the rounds that were put up, DJ is by far runaway player of the year. I think we can all agree on that. 
but honorable mention, let's say we are interpreting this kind of like, you know, golf's person of the year and the way, you know, time does their person of the year, you know, where. Yeah. Yeah. We got it. Who is it? Yeah. Store, you know, headline stories. <laughs> move it along. Move it along. Let's go. Let's go. We got some play issues. Come on. Pull this thing up. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying to. Mean, I'm trying to set it up. Oh my God! Let's it's go. Mr. Jeez. It's Mr. Bryson DeChambeau. Everything he did was a headline. Everything, everything was noteworthy. It grabs your attention, and nothing sums it up more than going into the Masters. He was the biggest story when Tiger was was the defending champion. That Fair says to it say. all. Fair yeah, to say. says it all. Yeah, he's the most compelling player on tour. Yeah, he's I mean, the biggest story in golf, for sure. Yeah. Bigger than Tiger he, right now. And is he and likable? I think it, Not I necessarily. Think, well, oh. I, think, I think the reason why he gains so much attraction is because he's so polarizing. Like, people either love him or they hate him. So there's always going to be storylines about it. Whereas with Tiger, like, everyone loves him. So it's not I think as there's people that hate Tiger. Yeah, I mean, my dad hates Tiger more than anyone you'll ever meet. Listen, Walt. That's outrageous. Listen, Walt only follows the the women's NCAA scene. <laughs> yeah, we should. We'll get into Walt's picks later. Uh, yeah. When we when we touch on the LPGA, but should we move on? I mean, let's yeah, move on. Obviously, yeah. Bryson, big deal. But you know who's also a big deal is my nomination for most improved player this year. Who's for me. That? This was a landslide again. Easy decision, but uh -huh. I bring an honorable yeah. mention with him. Landslide. And it's DV straight vibing. I mean, Daniel Berger coming from the woodworks to the top 15 in the world rankings, played arguably the most consistent golf of the year, uh, was pretty much up there on every leaderboard. So, and got the first win of the season back after the restart. But my honorable mention is Matt Wolf. Matt Wolf. Oh, although he won last although he won last season. Give me a break. Played relatively poorly after that. And other than that event like actually did not have a great season, but played really consistent golf for the most part this season and played unreal in the majors. I think it's a big step for Wolf and people are now kind of considering him to be a threat. Hey Sean, can Don't I pose a question to you? Wolf. Yeah. So we all knew that DV was really good. He made the President's Cup team around 2016, 2017. He was one of the better players in the world. Is he an improved player or is he a comeback player? He's, a, he's more of a comeback player of the year because we knew DB had the talent. It was just – it was a matter of the wrist injury for him uh, that was holding him back. But, yeah, he, he'd probably fall more into um, comeback player of the year, but we didn't have that. So – Closest thing was the most improved, and I had to get DB in there. He's my guy. So, on that note, I'm gonna name someone who actually fits the category, unlike unlike Sean's pick. And this don't so get me commercial. wrong, I know we exactly like, where you're going. We like this. listen. We like DB straight. Boring, 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 boring. But we can't not say Brendan Todd. The guy had the yips. He yeah, came yeah. back, he won back-to-back, -back, and he was a fixture on leaderboards throughout the yep. year, even after the restart. Commercial pick, commercial pick. Yeah, Listen. I mean, really boring pick, but yeah, he probably is the most improved player of the year when you look at it. Like, he did have an insane, insane spring. Hey, you, know, you want to know what commercial pick means? It means it's the right pick. 
No. Okay. Commercial is boring. Well, commercial can be right. I, I think that's actually a decent pick. Uh, yeah, um, it is a good pick. It is the right I want to say that the World Axe Throwing Championship is on right now, and it's <laughs> quite thrilling. I have to say, the refs, if you're a ref in the World Axe Throwing League, like the refs are doing a bad job. If you're a bad ref in the World Axe Throwing League, you need to reevaluate something in your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're a good ref in the World Axe Throwing League, you're living the life. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's like a you're, you're, at the, you're at the pinnacle of athletics. You Wait, are. Ha- have you guys ever been axe throwing? I haven't. No. It's sick. Urban Axes, Somerville, Massachusetts. Absolutely recommend. Definitely but no free axe. Check it out. Axe in front of the pod. I'm going to go with most improved. And I think this is actually kind of a brilliant pick just because of what he's done. More off the golf course, but Hunter Mayhan, most improved. Dude. Oh, God. Get One out of here. Stop. Stop, stop. God, you're hyping this. Something like you're this. going – you're hyping this pickup, and this is – and this is what we waited for? Yeah, this Hunter is a classic Mayhan. Peter Malnati all that for that moment. Yeah, what a waste of my fucking time. Most improved because he proved to us that he was still alive in the first place. He made three of 12 cuts, okay? <laughs> so he's a pretty good clip. Pretty good clip. <laughs> yeah. It's 25%. He made money. He made money. I mean, he's probably a Hall of Famer baseball in baseball. <laughs> And listen, he's he the ace hardware go. One sec, he popped off on social media too. Like, yeah, he, he was, was a total warrior me. this year. Yeah, so he's a dark horse for bot of the year. Hey, shout out to Hunter yeah, Mayhem Revenge see. Tour. The Revenge Tour is still on, and he's my most improved player of this year. And it's, I don't even think it's close. Hey, Chris, what was your favorite Revenge Tour of the year? Which which one gripped you the most? Oh, that should have been a, an award. I think Harm God. Brian Harmon, yeah. He, he actually did have a sick revenge tour. He did I have think a sick revenge tour. Dude, it's not even close. It's Matt Fitzpatrick. He just won today. Yeah, yeah, but he, he wins every time at DP World. Yeah, but he also played really well the week after we called him out. So, yeah. I think it's a lot of revenge tours. Yeah, a lot of – I mean, there's a lot of guys out there seeking vengeance. I mean, what can you yeah, say? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple that I'm looking out for for 2021, you know. Pat Desire, Smiley Kaufman. I mean, that's been a yeah. fat burner. Pat Desire's a guy to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well. Chris, what do we have on tap next? Yep. So next we got bot of the year. Bot of the year. Now, now who wants to explain the term bot? I started listeners? using bot in place of every word in the dictionary. Yeah. I mean, I actually – Believe it or not, got it from my brother and started saying it a lot. Really caught on around here. Listen, Sean Fitzgerald's brother might be the most tapped person on planet Earth. I mean, he's probably going to listen to this, but he'll probably love that. But Riley, Riley, you're tapped. I hope you know that. So a bot is someone, It's they're just a robot. They're just like... They're a human well, machine. So let me tell you something. How it started for me um, was... On Instagram, you know, when we were started our, our Chili Dip Instagram page, we saw a lot of bots out there. There are a lot of social media bots. 
Yeah. And they're so predictable. And it's just bot. It's just body. So when you see a body person, you know, you know it. Yeah. You, yeah. I mean, you know. I, I will try to give you but, a little. Hey, context. listen. I made I made thirteen hundred dollars in a week trading Bitcoin. Mike, you're a bot. Yeah. yeah exactly. Really. That's a bot. All right. I got a good. I got a good bot of the year, and I think it's actually the most underrated bot of the year. I don't think <laughs> it's either. The most <laughs> arbitrary award I've ever heard of. This is like a Dundee. No, because it actually makes sense because she was a robot. Oh, God. It's Michelle Wee, guys. Oh, no, no, no. no. It's Michelle no. Wee. I mean, you can't come say Michelle on. Can't wow. Dude, Michelle Wee was the biggest bot on the Masters broadcast. Michelle I've Wee. Ever heard. Is a legend. It was disgraceful, really. I mean, she was, she was trying to be the female gymnast. And it's like, Michelle, that's just not your role. Like, you're supposed to provide insight to the mental game, insight to the golf course. We don't need to hear you giving your best gymnast impersonation. I don't think anybody should be a male gymnast, let alone, let alone a female gymnast. That's very respectful to but, our, uh, our female listeners. But I will well, say – No, I, I'm trying to disrespect gymnast because gymnast is the fucking worst. No, now, Mike, now you're trying to climb out of a hole. Yeah. No, I'm being dead serious. No, Mike, respect the troops is all I'm going to say. My honorable mention, though, uh, Chris is going to love this one as well, Bubba Watson. I mean, the the toe putting this year was out of control. No, it was one of the one of the bodiest things I've I've seen uh, in recent memory. (laughs) So that's my honorable mention. That's the sole reason why I thought he was going to win the Masters. Yeah, that's also why I nominated him for for Bot of the Year, uh, because he just had no chance at the Masters, and he was getting all this hype. Well, he was getting most of his hype from me, and I actually wanted to do Epiphany of the Year for an award, but... (laughs) (laughs) You're the only one making those. You're the only one who who wants that. And I think we might be the only three three people in the world that cares about the Bot of the Year on the PGA Tour. (laughs) So on that... I, Mike, I want to say something quickly. Um, I don't like the chili dip disrespecting Michelle Wee. Michelle Wee, friend of the pod. Goat I'm a Michelle Wee guy, Michelle too. Okay. I don't mind Michelle well, Wee, just not on Mike, broadcast. You have to be a Michelle Wee guy. I, I see where you're going there, and I'm going to make no comment whatsoever. Yeah, I was just seeing your reaction to that. Yeah, okay, fair enough. So, on that note, bot of the year, we're going to the human spam machines. And the biggest hum, human spam machine is, is uh, Junior Gaines, Dylan Fratelli. If you go <laughs> on the European Tour website, I mean the European Tour Instagram or the PGA Tour Instagram, he comments on every single fucking post <laughs> out there. And he He's always throws, and he throws like three emojis in there. It's like, it's like a dad who just discovered that there's a different keyboard on his iPhone. It's the worst. <laughs> He's so annoying. I can't fucking stand the guy. Even those wraparound shades and those fucking sun sleeves. It pisses me off. He's, he is a bot. I'll give you that, Mike. But he's also become one of my favorite players on tour. He's like, insufferable. He's just awesome. <laughs> he's just great. Like, he kind of gives me Bryson vibes almost. Like, well, he's bulked up too. A he little socially up. out there. Yeah, he's, he's just a little odd, but I really like him. But he's like tries way too hard. I heard this thing that 
apparently he he wears the sun sleeves because he doesn't want to buy sunscreen because he's apparently like famously cheap on the European tour. <laughs> that's super dark. Which is it's so dark I almost respect it. Yeah. It's kind of I sick, flipped though. the switch on Fratelli. I actually kind of like him now. But yeah, he is a I really bod. like Fratelli. Speaking He's of definitely epiphanies. a social media bot. So speaking of epiphanies, I heard that on a, on another podcast, and I and I said to myself, I'm like, should I buy sun sleeves, and maybe that way I'll save money. <laughs> it'll just make my budgeting life so much easier. I had a I had that thought, like, like semi seriously in bed. If- one night. if sunscreen is the crux of like your budgeting then yeah. you're in really dark <laughs> yeah are you scraping mike no i'm not scraping sean with your skin p- pigment you should be scraping when it comes to sunscreen <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean so i'm not gonna take anything from you my uncle's a big proponent of the sun sleeves i've yet to get into those i probably should have back in my like ricky uh oakley radar lock days that would have been a really sick play but didn't do it, unfortunately. What's insane is that you'll wear snake eyes, but you don't wear sun sleeves. Snake eyes is sick, dude. <laughs> don't shit on snake eyes. That like is that. the coldest take of the entire Snake year. eyes, if you want to sponsor the pod, we're, we're looking for sponsors. <laughs> no, I will leave the pod before snake eyes. Yeah, I'll leave the pod, too. I'll leave the pod. Sick. I'll, I'll have snake eyes all to myself. Me and Chris will start our own pod. It's not going to be <laughs> the same. So, I'll It'll get be better. My bot of the year is more of a bot line quote of the year, but it's Bryson saying that his goal is to live to 130 or 140. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. <laughs> that has to be I the did most too. ridiculous statement you've ever heard. Man, Bryson gives us so much good content. I mean, I can't I, wait yes. for our Bryson moment of the year. Uh, oh, listen, Bryson all over the board. Yeah. All over the board. <laughs> listen, if Bryson dies bef- before we all die and the chili dip is still going, I think our obituary to Bryson should still be he lit- he came this amount of years short to his goal. <laughs> <laughs> and that will be the choke of that year. <laughs> and that will be the choke of the year. <laughs> <laughs> if we're still doing the chili dip at that point. 2065 choke of the year. Bryson dies 40 years short of his goal. Yeah. Mike probably won't be on the pod over OD on cocaine, but Jesus, that's that that is egregious. If you're in Boston, hit Mike up. You know his Instagram. No, 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 no. no. Don't hit don't hit me up. If if Chris gives you my number, I'm blocking (laughs) you and and I might report you to the feds. What do you got? The feds on speed dial? Hell yeah! It's, you want to know what the speed dial number speed dial number is? Nine one one. That that is true. Yeah. Probably not. You're probably not going to get the feds with that, but yeah. let's start. Let Let's move on. Let's move on. We got more awards to get through. Next one is rookie of the year. Hmm. I'll I'll start. Um, commercial play. I'd honestly be surprised if you guys had anyone else, but Scotty Scheffler played. Some really unbelievably consistent golf this year. Uh, surprised he didn't win, but I had an honorable mention. And this 59. is 59. 59 guy. Yeah, 59. Yeah, 59. Uh, honorable mention, though, is Snoop D O double G 
for his performance at the fight a couple weeks ago. <laughs> the Mike Tyson so, fight. Yeah, really yeah. promising stuff from Snoop. We know we talked about it in the past. You know, he's a, he's a promising young talent, but uh, look to see him on future broadcasts. Yeah. yeah, and you'll know it too because I'll have twenty Instagram posts that day. Yeah, <laughs> maybe more because twenties is average. He's a bot. <laughs> he's he's definitely an Instagram bot for sure. He's an but Instagram he's bot. The opposite of a real life bot. He's a cash whore. Yeah, fair. Fair to All say. Right. I'm Mike. gonna go a little. I'm gonna go a little off the grid. Uh, my PGA Tour rookie of the year would be Scotty Scheffler, but I'm Aaron actually gonna Ryan. go. No, no, fucking right. Um, did you, oh, did you see his outfit today? Oh, <laughs> egregious, absolutely atrocious. Shout out to Adidas Golf for making some of the worst outfits of 2020. But uh, we're gonna go to Mike. You have a hit list today. I do have a hit list, but we're gonna go to the LPGA. I'm, I want to shout out Yalimi No. Uh, so she's like 19 years old. She. She's on the first page of the of the leaderboard this week at the U.S. Open. She probably should have won last week in Dallas, but she's played some incredibly consistent golf. She decided to forego college, go straight to the tour. She she immediately got her card, uh, 2018 U.S. Girls Champ, and she basically, I I absolutely think that she's going to be a force to reckon with for the years to come. Yeah, I don't I have any. Yeah. Don't have a response to that. Don't know much about. That- uh, miss no but yeah interesting kind of deep track pick there mike respect that was a good deep track pick mike you you say maybe two or three things per episode that sean and i just don't know how to respond yeah to. that's fair <laughs> enough <laughs> maybe more honestly. and that was one of them so. and they get edited out later so it seems kind of seamless but yeah that was one of them listen we're approaching our quota yeah we're at one today so <laughs> I'm going to get to my rookie of the year, and I don't know if you guys can give me shit for this or respect it, but my rookie of the year is Bryson because – Dude, it, I, it, I, I, I kind of like this. I see I, the logic, though. I it is because he's a It's kind of sick. He's a different person. You're right. He's a different guy. He different might guy. as well have had a name change. He might as yeah. well be Metal World Peace. Yep. New, for, the, for the new Bryson, he was – Shout out Bryson, Metal World Peace. <laughs> Oh my god! That's. Anyways, I like that's just I I I think that he's so different from what he was. I used to hate the guy. Everything about him, I now he's love still him. insufferable though. No, he's not. And oh I I just think that him berating he... the rules official. He's <laughs> he's a it looked like Chris. It looked like Chris's creator. mass and match. Yeah, although no. Chris was actually in the right on that. No, I agree. Chris would never braid rules official. He's he's a law and order guy. No, he is. Big law, law and order friend of the pod, actually. Um, I love law and order. But let's sure. move into a uh, next award. Next That's award. Kind of sick. Yeah. Next award. That was the wide spree of rookie of the years there. It, it was hard to find one just because of COVID. I mean, it's probably Scotty Scheffler unanimously. Like – those nominations just were not valid. Honestly, well, COVID might be the rookie of the year. Just dominated yeah, everything. Yeah, dominated the no, year. Don't. Actually, I that's unanimous winner. That. I knew yeah, someone was going to say, oh, COVID. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> no. And I hate to make light of COVID, but yeah. yeah. 
Definitely a unanimous winner there. It's the cloud that looms over this entire award show. Um, so let's 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 move on here. I so the next award is surprise of the year and oh no, is it surprise of the year? Yeah, surprise yeah, surprise of the, of the year. year. This was surprise. Hard. Oh, this surprise was easy. Of the year, I could start. I got a, a runaway one again. Um, my surprise of the year is Brooks Kepka winning four majors in the previous two seasons and then getting absolutely bodied by Bryson this year. That was like, sick. They have such a clear rivalry now. And the fact that Bryson just totally outshined Brooks this year, I don't think anyone saw that coming, to be honest. I mean, Brooks was so dominant before this. So shout out to Bryson for, you know, really coming out on top. Chris, you go to you, you do your surprise because I really don't have anything for this year. Oh, come on. I really don't. How do I you mean, not have a surprise? I could pick the lunch pail and one of a pandemic ruin the entire fucking year. Come on. But that's not mine. Not, not, nothing, nothing surprised you within the vacuum of the PGA Tour this year? I would say the most surprising thing that happened this year was, was somebody who hadn't even played a full year on the PGA Tour winning a major in Colin. I was going to say, yeah. That, you're that's a big Morikawa guy, too. I'm a big Morikawa guy, uh, Shout out to shout out to Marty's Zoom call with Colin Morikawa. One of them that might be the biggest surprise of the year. Um, my surprise of the year is Matt Wolf oh, falling apart in the final round of the U.S. Open. Because that's not a so surprise tough. at all. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Because Matt Wolf's a joke. <laughs> oh, that was the most God. predictable thing I've ever seen. Dude. I don't even think he really fell apart. To be honest, 75 yeah, on that golf look. course on Sunday is like not. It wasn't a choke. Well, uh, choke. You should have nominated that for choke of the year. Choke, 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 choke. It wasn't really choke, a choke, choke either. Should we move into witch of the year? Yeah, let's go to witch of the year. Oh, I have a good witch. So, so Chris, you're a big witch guy. Do you want to explain what a witch is? Yeah. I'm a big witching guy, and it's pretty witchy to explain it, actually, but it starts from on NFL Sundays when games are getting close, they're getting down to the wire. <laughs> it it turns into the witching hour. And when it's the witching hour, it's tense, it's hostile, anything can happen. You're stressed, you're nervous, you're sweating, you're worrying. And it's a witch fest. It is so a witch when you're, fest. Yeah. So it really opens the doors for many different things. Like bot, I have been using witch for many Many words in my vocabulary. It's super versatile, like kind of a, a multi-tool. It's a Swiss yeah. Army knife of a word. Yeah. It really is. It actually could win most versatile word of the year. <laughs> I think it safely wins that word, uh, wins that award. But, Chris, you want to start us off after giving yeah. us that great explanation? So my witch of the year was at the Masters. When Bryson on number three hit his ball left, and we were looking for the ball, that was my which was sick. Yeah, that was that was super witchy, actually. It was super witchy, and I, I and it sucked because you see Bryson, he's so deflated, and he's asking the rules official, "Can he get a drop? What can he do?" They're looking for it. It was kind John of John Rom. John Rom barely looking for the ball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and it was so unlucky, and it was just. It was just like kind of the brink of Bryson's 
Masters appearance. And so that was really witchy because if you had found that ball, he had made birdie. He could have kind of done something, but it's too bad. It's too bad. So that was – But it was the most ripping TV I saw all year. And honestly, shout out to the Green Jackets for uh, for swallowing up Bryson's ball and, and basically losing him the Masters. Yeah. I think there was some collusion going on. I, I totally think that was deliberate. But my witch of the year, to be honest, I was full broomstick watching Patrick Reed <laughs> slither his way into contention at the Masters. I, oh, I was God. really witching that. I, I thought he was going to win. I mean, it seemed like through two days, yeah. he was in full control of every aspect of his game. Yeah. Luckily, luckily, he didn't win. Didn't even really scare, scare the lead. But, because um, he was just creeping. He was just yeah. creeping. He, he was lurking. Seemed, it seemed like one of those perfect P. Reed witch fests. So. He was kind of the way he did in Mexico. Yeah. That could be a choker of the year for Bryson. Well, one of those things that I just don't know what to say again, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys, you, you guys didn't, you guys didn't watch Mexico last oh, last year's Mexico or this year's Mexico? This year's Mexico, Bryson, Bryson choked. Play. Bryson choked. No, the the WGC. Oh, WGC. Yeah, I didn't watch that tournament. That's a witch. Um, do you have a witch of the year, or is that your witch of the year? No, I'll tell you my witch of the year, and this is a little more specific to the chili dip. You know, the listeners won't really know about this because they've never seen this but the picture originally i was thinking of saying colin morikawa from inside five feet because that's an absolutely tough scene to watch but i was thinking what could be a bigger witch and it has to be the video i sent to to you guys of my dad on the sixth screen at my home course (laughs) taking about 25 (laughs) seconds over a four footer for birdie and he was so static and i was terrified yeah he was full broomstick but credit to the man he drained it right in the heart he did i mean he's a killer he is a killer shout out to marty but it was an absolute witch yeah i got nervous just watching that oh my god it was terrifying i was really tensed up full-on anxiety attack full prison clinch there (laughs) chris what do we have next on that note on that note, we have choke of the year, and I'd like to start this one off because I'm, I'm excited for you, this one. I'm assuming yeah. you guys are going to want to keep keep my segment short here because of the name I'm going to bring up, and it's the choke of the year is Cam Davis not proving me wrong because Dude. he had oh, every Jesus opportunity to do so, and he didn't do so ever since. No, ever since, ever since he was in the final. Was he in the final group or second to last? I forget. Of the tournament, Sergio won. And I forget the uh, name of that. Second to last. Uh, Sanderson. 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 Yeah, Sanderson. <laughs> You're wrong and here, ever, Fly. He didn't play. Then. He didn't get to play. He didn't play much. Well, it's a gold standard of mediocrity. He didn't prove me otherwise, and that's a crazy, crazy. That's to be determined. This, that's a, that's this a, is the dictionary well, definition of beating a dead horse. Yeah, come on. Let's well, move yeah, on. Cam Davis is surely dead, I'll tell you that much. My choke of the year, it goes <laughs> all the way back. It's honestly a distant memory at this point, but it goes Ooh. all the way back to pre-COVID. Yes. And it's Zeki yes. Matsuyama wasting a blazing hot 9-under-63 at the inevitably doomed players. Of course. Uh, that's, not, that's not his fault. 
Of course, Hideki shows up at the event that's obviously going to get canceled as the NBA canceled their season the day before. Total joke. I mean, it's the most predictable thing you could have ever seen, honestly. And honorable mention was obviously Morikawa missing that three-footer to lose at Colonial. Mm. Yeah, that, well, that was, was, that was oh, high on my oh. choke list. Bigger choke was Xander missing the putt. Yeah, I, I honestly oh. against Berger. He missed two. He missed one on seventeen. He three putted. No, that was the same event. That was the same event. One in the and one in the uh, in the playoff against Berger. It was a joke. Yeah, that, that was the same event. That that's, that's a contender for a tournament of the year. Yeah, that was a sick tournament. Um, all right. So when I was thinking of choke of the year, I, there was one. That was sort of like a clear-cut choke of the year in my head, and that was Lydia Ko blowing a five-shot lead with four to play at, at Inverness, Oof. which is really bad. That um, hurts. But that actually isn't my choke of the year. We're going to go to the U.S. Amateur in the round of 16, Segunda Oliva Pinto against <laughs> Tyler Strafacci. Segunda Pinto is in the bunker hitting his third yep. shot. Yeah, and the and the caddy brushes the sand with his hand, and Tyler Strafacci's caddy, who's also his dad, Frank, goes absolutely ballistic, and he's going rules official, rules official. That's a penalty, and yeah, that ultimately guy cost a loss. Yeah, that was a big bot scene. Um, cost him the match. That has to be the choke of the year. I feel bad for the caddy, but oh, dude, I feel sure. even worse to the player. It's it's such a yeah, it's a. It's it was hard to watch. It yeah, was that's hard. that's definitely tough scene of the year. Yeah, dark I think scene that, of the year for sure. And then once that came back to my mind, I'm like, this is easily the choke of the year. That's fair. Fair to say. Yeah, pretty good one there. Um, honorable mention actually from that from that USAM. Uh, what's the guy's name? Who's the tall, lanky guy? Hagestad. Stuart Hagestad. On 18 against Strafacci, he took driver off the deck, tried to get to 18 and two, blocked it way right, right into the jungle. Basically, oh, shook hands on the 18th fairway. That's that's outrageous. But anyways, let's move on. Let's get to some juicy stuff here. Next award is worst outfit of the year. Oh yes, there's a lot of contenders. I couldn't think of one. I thought we were all going to pick the same one. And then there was one that came to my mind, and it was the runaway. Yep, I agree. And I don't know if we're going to have the same one here, but I can start it off. And my worst outfit of the year comes from the Masters, and it's Sandy Lyle's suspenders. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about the suspenders. Yeah. That was insane. That's the guy begging for attention. Yeah, totally. Wow. That was, I completely forgot about that. He was getting outshined by Larry Mize, the other fossil in the field. And he had to, he had to, he had to make a move. Fossil in the field. (laughs) He was, he did have to make a move and he made it. I guess we're talking about it. So he did his job. Honestly, sick play. Yeah. Really sick play. Chris, great choice. Sean, what's Um, yours? Yeah. Mine also comes from the masters. Seems like there was a lot of a, a lot of wardrobe, issues at, at the masters but mine was uh the nike shirt that was like mid-stroke like half the logo was like 
sagging below the other half. Uh, Jason Day wore it the first day. I think he wore it in white. And then Paul Casey wore it the next day in round two. In purple. On the range, in purple. And then switched he his out. shirt. He switched his shirt before teeing off. That, if that doesn't tell you that's the worst outfit of the year, I don't know what does. <laughs> that's so good. Trying to read Nike on that shirt was like trying to decipher the Da Vinci code. <laughs> I mean, it yeah, it looks it like an MC pe- it looks like a shitty MC Escher painting. Um so <laughs> mine was originally going to be Mike, all say no, that. No, Mike, that was actually a sick line. That that might have actually been your <laughs> your sickest line on the show. <laughs> not, okay. Not a lot of people will get that one, but go, I don't know who MC Escher is. Chris, you get it, right? I get it. Yeah, it's that's awesome. Thank you. Um I was originally going to go with the, the Sean Casey – I mean, the Paul Casey debacle. I don't know where Sean came from. Sean, you said it. That's I think you're on too much coke. I am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> God. That's going to get clipped and replayed all, all over the uh, yeah. That's an outrageous thing. You'll be hearing that job in that was just like, years. That was just like a default – Brain setting thing where I just That's go, I am. That's actually the joke of the year, Mike. That, <laughs> that might be the joke of the year. <laughs> so, I, let me just say to the listeners, I don't do, I don't do hard drugs. <laughs> I was originally going to go with the Paul Casey shirt, but I thought that was too easy. I went all the way back to Riviera, and I don't know if you guys remember this, but Palace Skateboards collabed with Adidas Golf. No. And they, and they did... And they did this collaboration where it tried to be all streetwear and golf forward. And I love Palace more than, more than the next guy, but it went over so bad. Do you remember those old Nike blade collar shirts? Imagine <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. but worse, but with like no blade collar. And, it, and they put it on John Rahm and Sergio and it's like these bright neon green and oh, giant God. logos. Even the pants were like Windrunner style. Yeah, just, Rom actually has the worst outfits. His shoes are terrible. His it didn't, shirts are terrible. It yeah, his really, shirts are bad. It came off so bad. And I remember the week of Riviera, just golf Twitter and golf.com, golf digest, just laying into Adidas golf. And rightfully so, because Adidas golf comes out with some atrocious stuff. Like, no. If you see the stuff that Adidas Golf comes out with, nobody would wear that ever on the golf course unless you were a touring professional. Yeah, agreed. Same with Nike. A lot of the stuff Nike puts out is outrageous. But occasionally Nike does come out with one thing where you're like, oh, okay, those, yeah. those are cool. You see the shoes? Okay, those are wearable. Adidas. Yeah, yeah. The shirts, though, I'm saying. The shirts are atrocious. Everything Adidas does is just awful. Three stripes on your ass? Fuck that. <laughs> I like the uh, the Tour 360 shoes. Those are good shoes. But, yeah, I, I will agree with you there. Chris, should we move on to our next award? Yeah, I just want to throw out a shout-out to Brian Gay's Midlife Crisis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that does deserve an honorable mention. Horrendous outfit the final day. Yeah. But hey, let's move he won. On. He did win, though. He did win. He did win. Let's move on. Next award is... Worst shot of the year. We'll get, to, we'll get to shot of the year, but let's get worst shot out of the way first. What was your guys' worst shot of the year? 
All right. I have a great one. Um, John Rahm gave us a bunch of contenders at the Masters. He also gave us that shank at Sherwood. But Oh, you just took my two. <laughs> well, sorry about that. But we're going to go to a fellow ASU, ASU golfer in Phil Mickelson and has to go back to the match where he says, this is for you, Workday, and promptly pumps it OB. <laughs> that has That's to be the so worst good. shot of the year. That is true. That is really good. Uh, that, that brings another one to mind for me, Mike. Um, another Phil shot, actually. And this, this might be mine because you just mentioned the top hook on eight at Augusta for Rom and the shank at Sherwood on 18. Phil putting from 77 yards out at Jack's place. Wait, I didn't – oh, I remember this. This is outrageous. I'm not sure if that was last year or this year. I can't remember. I can't remember, but I know what you're talking about. And I think it was this year. I think it was in the Memorial because I remember it was playing super firm and fast. But that was egregious. For a guy that loves to play it through the air, to putt it from that far out and miss the green. I will say he did miss the green. He lagged really, it. Really tapped to play. Missed it on the low side. Yeah. He did short and low. I mean, that's not the pro side miss. <laughs> not the pro side miss at all. Chris, what was yours? I had a couple of ideas. Um, one of them, shout out to all of Curry's shot that, shots that he hit in the celebrity <laughs> match. Because <laughs> he proved to us that he was like an eight handicap. But I had one of the worst shots of the year, which is actually hilarious, was Shane Lowry in this Euro Tour event. And I just dug it out. <laughs> um, and I'm watching it right now, and Ronan's his ball pissed somewhere. His ball went to rest on a stone ledge that drops into water. Oh, and I see this shot. This is awful. And it's kind of in a little crevice, a little bit. And you're like, can he hit out of it or can he not? And so he tries to kind of stab at it with a wedge. Doesn't take relief. And, and he, he catches it heavy or something. He doesn't really hit it, but the ball kind of rolls up on this mound and then it stops and it slowly starts trickling back towards the water. And he's just standing there on the ledge of the water, watching this ball move at like a millimeter per second, trickling back towards his feet and eventually trickles back into the water. And he's just standing on the ledge. I'm like, Shane, you should just jump in. If, if a golf ball ever, ever said, fuck you to a player, that was, <laughs> that was then. <laughs> so good. I also want to shout out. Did you guys see that shot that Morikawa hit at the Masters? I believe it was on number eleven, where he was on the bank and basically the ball just went backwards right back into the water. No, that's sick though. It was sick. That is sick. Also, shout out to Tigers ten on number twelve. Oh yeah, how did we not even bring that up? That was insane. That's I think definitely it, up there. I think it's because it was a collective of bad shots. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, I'd say the worst shots that he hit there were the, the wedge shots after the drop. Chunking one in the water, then going deep. Like, I think he bladed the second one he hit. Did we lose Chris? Uh, no, you didn't lose me. Okay. Chris, do we want to transition into shot of the year? Yeah, let's transition into shot of the year. On, on a better note. I think this is pretty easy. Yeah, I think so Why? too. Why was this easy? I think we're all going to have the same answer. 
No, no, no. Oh, Chris I, will not have the same answer. I guarantee you I don't have the same answer. Chris, I, I have an off-the-board off the answer, too, and I hope yours is not the same as mine. Are you re-gripping a club mic during the episode? No, I'm holding it like a, like a fidget tool. Okay. <sighs> Your ADHD is getting the best of you, Mike. It's really getting to me. Let me try to engage you here. Thank you. Colin Morikawa, your guy, tee shot on 16 at the PGA. It's driver to eight feet. It's got to be the shot of the year. I, there, wasn't, there wasn't one single shot that was more defining in a major tournament this year. I, I mean, DJ or any tournament had a runaway. Like, I'm talking like a big tournament, not like a major championship, just any of the bigger tournaments. But, yeah, there wasn't one that, that defined a tournament like that one. And I will honorably mention John Rahm potentially having the two worst shots of the year, also having one of the best shots of the year at the BMW where he made like yeah, a 70-footer from the back of the green to win. Incredible. I would, this- yeah, I, I would say Morikawa's shot on 16. It's hard to argue with that, except Sergio. At the Sergio? Yeah. No, Sergio hitting a winning putt with his eyes closed. I think the <laughs> shot of the year. When can you yeah, say that's that you won a tour event hitting the winning putt with your eyes closed? I mean, that's that's, that's so the ultimate sick. like flex. You say like, oh, you know, dude, I can make this with my eyes closed. Like, right? You actually <laughs> did it. Right. Yeah, I think that was sick. That was pretty sick by Sergio. And then he went on to say that he hit every putt when he won the Masters with his eyes closed. Yeah, that which was is sick. like. Okay, maybe – so then maybe he won the Masters hitting the winning putt with his eyes closed. Which would be sick. Yeah, we'll have to but, get back to you guys on that one. Uh, but also, shout-out to Morikawa's driver on 14 at the workday with water on the right. That was an yeah. amazing shot, too. Yeah, that was. But, but my shot of the year – we're going to go back to the match. It's the GOAT Tom Brady after getting emasculated for eight <laughs> holes, holling out from the fairway. Yeah. And yeah, then splitting his pants. Yeah, it was that's actually yeah. The radio like, swinging, swinging off his belt. I mean, here's the thing: he was playing so bad that I started texting my friends. I actually am starting to feel sorry for this guy because it was funny for like five holes, but then he started to play so bad that it's like this. This is almost like it's almost perverted that we're making fun of him. But then he holds out, and you're just like, holy shit. Yeah, and, and and no one realized like how insane that was. I think it was still downplayed. Like that was really fucked up. And then how he told Chuck, and then he told Chuck to suck on that, which yeah. is also insane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was the way the, the way Chuck he was back in the hole. Like it didn't look like it was going in when it hit, and then sp- ripped back and sideways. It and didn't it look was, like he hit that shot. Like. Uh, based on all the other shots he had hit previously, the fact that he spun that wedge back w- would have been like 12 to 15 feet was insane. Listen, him holding out, telling Chuck to suck on that, and then ripping his pants while fetching the ball out of the hole might have been the most insane three-minute sequence this entire year. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah, I think so. Unbelievable stuff. Yeah, Mike, that's actually your best nominee, I think. Yeah, Thank you. I agree. Anyways, let's keep, let's keep chugging along here. Moving on 
to my favorite award, and this is stat of the year. Stat of the year. I think this one, and I, it, I just saw it last week. My stat of the year is Bryson made, and not to bring Bryson back into the awards, but Bryson. You're bringing Bryson back nine, into the awards. I'm bringing him back. He made over 91% of putts inside 10 feet in 2020. Listen, 91% that, inside 10 feet. Isn't that, he's, I, he's I, heard I heard that's the highest in the last like 17 years. Since Jim Furyk in 2002, I think. Yeah. That's really fucked up. Listen, it so, sounds like you're advocating for, long sounds like you're advocating for anchoring. Listen, if all these guys are complaining about anchoring, arm locking, just switch to arm lock. Yeah, but it looks ridiculous. It looks like he has a stick up his ass. <laughs> and also, like, there's plenty of other guys that are arm locking that aren't putting as well as Bryson is. Like, if Yeah, because Bryson know, relies on that stupid fucking green reading book. Dude, well, give me a call if Lucas Glover's making 92% of his 10 <laughs> Hey, don't diss Lucas Glover. He's an absolute flusher. Yeah, but he doesn't putt well on the arm locks, so. Shout out to to Lucas Glover for the yippiest putt of all time. Yep. At the window a couple years ago. (laughs) Where he literally almost missed. It was all heel. It it hit, the ball hit. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It hit on the circle T engraving on his putt. (laughs) That's how far on the heel it was. Shout out to Scotty Cameron. Shout out Scotty Cameron, friend of the pod. Yeah, absolutely. All that right. was hysterical. My stat of the year, I, I this this just blew my mind. It's like obvious, but it just blew me blew me away. Justin Ray tweeted, "Dustin Johnson has spent 108 weeks as world number one, which is the third most all time. If DJ holds that ranking until this point in 2031, oh, yeah, which doesn't even seem like a real year." He'll tie Tiger's record of 683 weeks. That's insane. That's really fucked up. Sean, when you say that, I 100% agree because when – what year did you say? 2031? 2031, dude. That is so far away. The way I think of 2031, I still believe that we're going to have flying cars. Oh, yeah. 100% we will have – like everyone's going to be in a flying car. I think – Time when travel I, could be possible. Exactly. When I think of 2031 or 2030, I think of Blade Runner or something like that. Just the most yeah. futuristic shit. Or like and that's if he held it every week for yeah. the next 11 years? Every week. Okay, so this stat obviously isn't applicable specifically to 2020 or the 2020 golf season, but this was found in 2020, so I'm using this. So... This is Jack Nicholas's finishes in every major from the 1970 Open oh my to the God. 1978 Open. And I specifically picked this, this to piss Chris off. First, T6, T2, second, T5, 1-1. One, one. I'm just not even going to read it all because his worst finish from the 1970 Open to the 1978 Open was tied 13th. Oh, my God. That is insane. That might be that might be the most unbelievable stat in golf. That's actually such a joke, dude. No, that's insane. That's insane. Yeah. 
Bill and he won, also won 11 NBA titles against. He won. He won. Against, dude, Jack was playing against better competition than Tiger was. That's a hot take. I'm not gonna argue. I'm not gonna argue Jack versus Tiger. Chris, I'm sorry I'm not, to piss you off. That that actually ruined my night. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the one who who nominated Stat of the Year for an award. So in a way, yeah, you if it's ruined your own night. Dude, if it's that easy, I'm gonna bring up Jack Nicholas every day. Oh my god! Just, <laughs> just ruin your day. Little, little thin-skinned. I'm just gonna text you Jack Nicholas like gifts and like <laughs> memes and stats every day. You're just gonna Actually, get flooded with them. I'm gonna block pissed. you so fast. I'm gonna block <laughs> you so fast. You know, speaking of things about Jack Nicholas that pisses me off the most, there's nothing that pisses me off more than seeing an Arnold Palmer in a fridge at a CVS and then seeing the knockoff Arnold Palmer next to it, the Golden Bear. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that, oh, that yeah, is, yeah. When I first saw that, I was infuriated. I actually had to go home and anchor. The Golden Bear is a total joke. Oh, my God. I just sent you your first Jack Nicholas GIF. I'm gonna block <laughs> you so fast, Sean. You're welcome. It's in the uh, in the group chat. But should we move on to the next one? We got a good one here. Disappointing player of the year. Yep. Can I go first? Kind of on a somber note, but yeah, go first. My disappointing player of the year is. Also, my player of the year, it's Dustin Johnson. What? Dude, how are you going to spin this? I'm not spinning it, dude. I'm, I'm telling you, DJ really disappointed me in a couple ways. First of all, he was 11 under through 12 at TPC Boston and didn't break 60. Okay? He, we, we were supposed to, supposed to play golf that day, and like we delayed our tee time so we could stay in and watch DJ play. And right when yeah. we started watching, he made seven straight pars. It's like, dude, come on. Like, are you serious? I think we watched him on 11. We watched him make that, which was like an insane birdie on one of the hardest holes on the course. And then, yeah, total coast after that. Is that the only reason you have, though? That and he ruined the Masters. Dude, no. Oh, my God. One sec. One sec. You sound a little buffered. I think it's great that DJ won the Masters and he's a great storyline, but he there was so much drama that was building up. The leaderboard was so insane, and he ruined it. It wasn't fun to watch on the back nine. Would you rather have had Cam Smith or Sung JM win the Masters? Because I wouldn't have. I, I thought you no, for no, a minute no. I thought you said Cam Davis, and I was laughing in my head. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, him too. <laughs> I didn't really care who won, but I just want to see an exciting golf tournament. That's what I root for every well, week is to see an exciting tournament. That's not on DJ. That's on the rest of the field for not being good enough. I'm not, I'm not hating on DJ. I'm just saying he disappointed. No, he you're hating on DJ. You're hating on DJ. And, and I'm going to throw a little bit of shade to a guy that I really like, and that's Jordan Speed. You know, oh, I'm starting man. to really lose hope. I, I thought this would be the year of speed, the year of the comeback. Kind of a lunch pail. Next choice. year, next year, next year. But we, we always have next year. We're, we're just waiting in anticipation. And I did have an honorable mention with Rory, especially how he good he played to start the year. Of golf history, so I so how, he played so good to start the year and then just absolutely nothing 
for no, the post-COVID. <laughs> but it's just the excuses. That's such I mean, a, keep that, that's rolling one of the out the excuses. excuses. That is I mean, my least on. favorite excuse in all of golf, all of sports. <laughs> oh, they had a baby. Well, get what? Shit or get off the fucking pot. I'll, I'll back. It's not like he had the baby that. either. Yeah, so. he didn't push it out his vagina. Yeah, he just nutted and like, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, <laughs> he just he, didn't pull out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> his condom broke. But Wait, it, Mike. Really disappointing, especially at the Masters. Mike, who did you say would put their face on a condom if they had the chance? <laughs> last week? Uh, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that was one of the greatest lines I've ever heard. Wait, Chris, what'd you say? I said, you think, you think, um, oh fuck, I'm for, I'm blanking on Rory's wife, Erica, Erica something? something. Erica, yeah, I don't know what her last name is. You think, you think Erica poked some holes in a Snoop condom, and that's how she got pregnant? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, Listen, I think that Snoop condom was a treasure, personally. Dude, I think the Snoop condom came with holes in it. That's what I think <laughs> that thing was pre-poked. I, I think he hotboxed the condom and there's just a giant hole from the weed yeah. smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Seeping through the pores. All right, let's, let's get off this topic. <laughs> this is really dark, actually. Cut that oh out. Oh, my God. No, no, this is staying in. Um, what Did we go through our... Did we go I, through I, everyone? No. I, no, I got to go. I got to say mine. Uh, this one, uh, this one's kind of like an off-the-board one, but Justin Rose did absolutely nothing yeah, this year. Yeah, very true. I think once he got to number one in the world, he just kind of – him and his agent, I think he, they just cashed in on every single deal that they could possibly find. And it's the world number one contracts. You know, Anma, Morgan Stanley, it's just – Activation upon activation ruined his game. He left Hanma, went straight back to TaylorMade, and his game's really not in any good state right now. And he's all he's really doing is is just bombarding me, me with commercials. So that's my disappointment of the year. I gotta say, honorable mention. That was a good one, Mike. Matt Kuchar haven't didn't hear anything until this week, but what, he like kind of salvaged. Did he salvage though? Did he really well, salvage? Only, I mean, what were your expectations for Kucher coming into this year though? You like, can't you, salvage. You can't salvage anything post L two can. Yeah, his career is beyond salvaging unless he wins a major. <laughs> Listen, his nice Which guy record is out the out the window. And he's not winning a major because he he hits a he's not. he hits a two seventy five bunt with an over the top swing. His only chance was to hold off the speed choke slash clutchest moment in golf <laughs> that might be the biggest choke you couldn't beat a guy who choked no no but he, he clutched was he was 500 his last six i mean like what do you what honestly do you honestly speak telling greller to go get that may be my favorite moment in golf history yeah it was sick it was unbelievable but then after he kind of botched it he didn't know where to walk he was like kind of walking in circles like zigzagging well, yeah, because Kucher still had to putt out. But if yeah. if he was the last person to putt and he made that and he just says go get that and walk to the next tee, <laughs> that's pro- that's the biggest tour sauce move of all time. <laughs> that would have been filthy. Um, can we get to Bryson moment of the year before we get to over- this one's easy? This one's year. easy for me. Is this this one's our, so easy. This for is me. our last award, right? We didn't. No, we haven't gotten to we, moment of the year yet. 
Yeah. Okay. Bryce, moment of the year and, and moment of the year. So Can I say my moment of the year for Bryson? Yeah. You're probably going to steal mine, I feel like. I don't know if I am, but – You're not going to steal mine. Going back to quarantine, the only thing that I was, like, invested no. in was the last – was the last dance, but then Bryson graced my Instagram feed. No. Bit, oh, did I take your yes? With the that fifteen-minute film. The fifteen-minute <laughs> film of him walking around in the woods. Oh my god! Scraping the pool. So good. Flipping bacon shirtless. That was the best part, and just him looking longingly into the woods with that guy. Nobody's ever figured out who that other guy is. It was. The most yeah. baffling thing. I sent it to Chris, and Chris just replies back to me, I just wasted 15 minutes of my life. No, I loved no. it, though. It I loved it. But, it it's so, but it's like a shitty it's like a shitty art house film that you try to submit for, like, your film class. And Dude, that's exactly what I said. I said it's, it's like a rich kid's high school film project. It is so bad. That is exactly what it is. It's, it was so bad. It, I... I couldn't fathom it, but it, it was so bad, but so good at the same time. Like it was, it was just the best. Yeah. His content on social media, <laughs> specifically Instagram is unbelievably good. It's, and so it's, good. it's not intended to be, I don't think like they're, they're trying to make it really serious and it's just hilarious. Yeah. It's yeah so cause, funny. Cause there's just such a criminal lack of self-awareness with Bryson and there's nobody and there's nobody in his camp that tells him that he looks stupid. He oh, just surrounds himself. He surrounds himself with yes men. Yeah, he, yeah, he surrounds himself with people like him. And yeah, which is probably the most insufferable group of people to. <laughs> also, shout out to him carrying around his rocket mortgage trophy wherever he went for like a solid two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> like you won the U.S. Open. Yeah, which which he eventually which he did, which followed is followed it up with. Which he did. He brought his U.S. Open trophy everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Sick move, honestly. Um, my Shamby moment of the year is a little more subtle, and I want to pick something more unique. But when he won the Rocket Mortgage, and he's standing in front of the trophy, and the guy goes up and tells him that he can like pull the T out of the trophy, like the trophy's shaped in a. Like, I don't know if you remember, but it's shaped kind of in a T and it's yeah. in a stand. And it looks like one trophy. But you can pull one part out of it. And it's like, it's kind of cool, I guess. Like, you can pull out part of the trophy. And the guy goes up and whispers in his ear. And he got so excited. He's like, oh, my God, I can pull it out. <laughs> and he thought it was the coolest thing. And he's just geeking up there, pulling, this, pulling the T out of the trophy. It was unbelievable. That's so good. But there are so many moments. There are so many moments. Sean, what's Sean, yours? Are you going to go or not? No, I, I, I don't have any other than the 15-minute the film titled Quarantine. That Actually, was my... I, have, I have one more honorable mention because there's just so many great Bryson moments. But it had to be him on his Twitch making fun of Brooks's abs and oh, then Brooks yeah. replying to him with his four major trophies saying, yeah, I'm too short of a six-pack. That was sick. That was sick. He yeah. actually – Actually, moment of the year is uh, Bryson's Fortnite streams. They're sick. He posts them on Instagram. They're fucking hilarious. It's so good. There were so many. There are so many amazing Bryson moments. Like him pumping. Remember him at the memorial in the rough, and he hit one OB, and then he just started hitting the same shot over and over. Again oh my out god! Of the rough. I mean, when you get digging, there's there's so many good ones. 
Well, I personally like that moment, Sean, because it reminded me of you in the club championship when you pumped it in the tree and it never came down and you hit the same exact shot after. <laughs> that, was a, that was a really tough break. That was tough. Um, I also... That was the start to a blow-up. I was, also, like, I was two under, I think, at that point. And then I, I made seven or eight. You were there. playing terrible. You no, went no. five down after that. Oh, break. that was in match play. I also doubled that hole the day before in uh in the qualifying stroke play. Wait, you went double double on ten? <laughs> That's sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played. I think I played the par fives like five or six over that that week. But that's really sick. That's really sick. Also, shout out to Antgate. Remember when he tried to get relief from the ant hill? Yeah. What a, right, what well, a guy. What's what's next? Moment of the year. Moment of the year. Last one. Moment of the year. Uh, I, got oh, I got I two of them. I got two of them. But one of them's an honorable mention. So my first one, which is my real moment of the year, was Justin Thomas calling Charles Barkley a fat ass on live TV. That which was is always great. That was so funny. And he also called Tiger a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> JT was so good on that broadcast. He was so refreshing. But or he, that was in the uh, one they played at Payne's Valley, but that Tiger said called Tiger dumb dumb. Yeah, but yeah, he, he is. Oh, JT's getting oh, a little cocky for his own good, but my Justin Tom, mention, Justin Rose hit one of the worst shots of the year at Payne's Valley. That that insane double cross on that hundred yard <laughs> wide fairway. <laughs> Shout awesome. out to Justin Rose. Really struggling with his game, but I did have he an is. honorable mention, and that was DJ avoiding bot of the year. And I'll tell you why he avoided bot of the year. He he showed emotion. <laughs> multiple times amongst his best season on the PGA tour. We got the fist pump at the BMW. We never really get those out of DJ. And then the crying after the masters, if we didn't get any emotion out of DJ with how he played this year, I think he would have been bought of the year. Cause I would have been convinced he was a robot. Yeah. Cause he's usually bought of the year. I mean, he's a shoe in. Yeah, he is. A, he is a bot. His fist uh, pump to win at Oakmont was the saddest thing that I've ever seen. I mean, seen. he won by like four, though, or five. Uh, it was like, it it's his first major. Can we talk about him winning by four and then getting penalized for something that just never happened? That's one of the darkest scenes in golf history. Yeah. I was rooting that for might, him to lose that. That might have been the biggest USGA choke. Um, my, mo- my moment of the year, and – I think people have forgotten about this, but it just stood out to me more than anything else. And that was the players championship. Yes. Hideki shot a 63. The world is, the world is crumbling around us. Rudy Gobert coughed on a microphone saying, (laughs) saying that COVID's a hoax and then promptly test positive for COVID, which is sick by the way. But that (laughs) night on the 17th hole, the chain smokers, at a concert oh. <laughs> and I went to the PGA Tours Facebook page today and watched yeah. about 20 minutes of that of that Chainsmokers concert and it might have been one of the most insufferable scenes of I've ever watched in my entire life that is the OG super spreader watching Colin Morikawa in a box just just fist pumping was one of the toughest looks on planet earth <laughs> it's, like, it's just amazing that that event even went on in the first place let alone the chain smokers having a fucking concert yeah yeah that's awesome 
the chain smokers at a PGA tour event. They, they didn't have like a country person yeah. like they normally do. Learn the chain your, smokers. Read the room a little bit, PGA tour. What, which on. is even. Wow, that's a sick lab. You want to know what's even. You want to know what was even sicker is the chain smokers in June got bopped by New York feds for having a for having an impromptu concert on the Hamptons in June. And Cuomo was pissed. Wow, so they have a history of this now. They have a history. They're, they don't have the best track record. That's something to keep an eye on. Wow, the choke smokers, I guess. <laughs> or the chain chokers. The cock smokers. <laughs> that has some other undertones. That, like... yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. I didn't even realize that. My moment of the year. My moment of the year is – comes from the masters but doesn't have to do with dj it has to do with can you guess wait it do- has to do with the masters you said it was this year's masters yeah but it had nothing to do with dj oh Ooh. oh man it was eldrick taunt woods and after what happened him making 12, a 10 oh go- him rattling off a bunch of birdies after 12 on sunday he birdied five of his last six. That's and I a moment say of the year. How special that is because, especially for him, like he had nothing to prove. He's already reached the pinnacle of golf multiple times. He has nothing to prove to anyone. And he's playing in this, you know, his hundredth Masters in which he's not in contention. And he just made the worst score of his professional career. And it's Sunday, and he just wants to get home. But he rattles off five of six because that's just who he is. It's just he hits the next shot, and he focuses on the next shot, and then he focuses on the next one, and then he focuses on the next one. And he just stick to his game plan. And I actually think that that was my moment of the year because I, I thought that was really cool how he did that when he could have just packed it in and he, he didn't have to do anything. But he did. That's because that's what who who he is, and that's what makes him great. Yeah, it was it was kind of like representative of like what he's been for his entire career. Right. You know, after after that take, I now understand why Sean calls you a Tiger Bot. Yeah, you are a Tiger Bot. Listen, Tiger will always have the moment of the year. Listen, He'll I expected more from you. A place in my heart. Yeah, I'm a Tiger fan. You're a Tiger Bot, and I think Mike's probably in the fan category as well. No. Come on. Mike's borderline fan bot. I'm a fan bot. I'm in the middle. You know, Chris Chris lives and dies by Tiger. I don't. Yeah. All right. So, really so, so, All right, so if you've made it this far. Highly doubt it. We're going to get into the Euro Tour. Into the yeah. Eurozone. Mike, lead the way. Yeah. So some golf actually happened this week. And listen – it's the weekly segment, and we're going to piss on the Euro Tour. And guess what? We're going to piss on it again. Because Sean, Sean and I talked about the, the race to Dubai standings in the week, and they're an absolute disgrace. But guess what? They're not a total disgrace because Lee Westwood won the race to Dubai. And that's yep. something we can all get behind. And Patrick Reed did it. Saving the Euro Tour's ass. Saving the Euro Tour. The Euro Tour doesn't have to go out of business. Tommy Fleetwood doesn't have to retire yet. It's a, it's a good scene for the Euro Tour. Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick ended up winning the DP World Championship by one over, said Mr. Westwood. Um, yeah, but 
I said to myself, hey, it's awesome that Westwood won. But then I said to myself, how the hell did Westwood mathematically win the race to Dubai? And it just further backs up my point that the race to Dubai is an absolute joke. It is a joke. I think it's the biggest joke in golf, to be honest. Uh, the fact that he beat Reed by a shot and what was he was fifth in the standings, right, Mike? Yeah. And, and Reed was third. So he yeah, T third with Victor Hovland. He had two spots to make up. And, or, or sorry, was, uh, Reed was leading the race to Dubai standings. Yeah, it's just. It's, it's no just sense. a joke. Like, the fact that that happened means this system's a total fraud. It's it, a total it really farce. is terrible. It's worse than the FedEx Cup ever was. And the, the European Tour was this close. And I don't know if you can see what I'm putting up right now on this camera, but my it's fingers about, it's about a millimeter. are a millimeter apart. And they were this close to being over, done. I would never <laughs> have watched another Euro Tour event ever. So, Jesus Christ. Lee Westwood might have had the clutch of the year. Listen, saving the listen, Euro Tour. This is Lee Westwood's third race to Dubai in order of merit. And I'm going to pull up a stat for you guys. So, Lee Westwood, he, he debuted on the Euro, European Tour in 1994. And on this, this year on the European Tour, there were 11 winners who were born in 1994 or later. And that's just a testament to how good Lee Westwood has been for such a long time. Yeah. He's, I know, and he's won, I think, about 25, 26 times. 25 maybe, times. He's got two and, PGA Tour wins, three order yes, of merit wins. Yeah, so he's won about 27, 28-ish times worldwide. This guy, I know that he doesn't have a major. He's had a ton of close calls. He's sort of like our generation's Colin Montgomery, but this guy has put together a borderline Hall of Fame resume. Here's my point. If Fred Couples is in the Hall of Fame, this guy should be an absolute shoot. Yeah, I was thinking about it today too, Mike. I think he's a Hall of Famer. I, I think the, the thing that you have to have a major to be in the Hall of Fame is ridiculous. I, I, and I don't want to give the Hall of Fame too much credit because the Hall of Fame is another joke. It's yeah, probably it on the joke. route. It's on Second the Mount biggest Rush joke. Listen, Mount Rushmore jokes. Race to Dubai, USGA, um, Hall of Fame, and then what's, what's the last one? Throw the RNA in there for good measure. Yeah, RNA maybe. So actually, actually, the world handicap system is a fucking farce. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, actually, the RNA is not really much of a joke. I think the RNA is pretty good, but a little bit dignity. No, the RNA rules officials are a joke. Mike, that is saying something, though, that you have, like, three, like, powerful bodies in golf that are the biggest jokes on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I mean – That's a joke. Listen, I mean, you can't yeah, – it's an, it's an absolute sham. From the thousands of players we could have picked, it's governing bodies that end up on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, That's exactly. saying something about, about the state of the game. It is an absolute disgrace. But, yeah, I think, I think Lee West would – for sure, Hall of Fame career. I mean, 25 wins on the European Tour. You know, I'm looking at a guy had a similar career, but swapped a major for the world number one, Darren Clark. Darren Clark's going to be a World, world Golf Hall of Famer. Won one major. I think he won 22 times on the European Tour. Very similar number. Listen, you're a Darren Clark bot. 
And I love Darren Clark. And he 100% should be a World Golf Hall of Famer. But if he is, then Lee Westwood should be. But, oh, God, I forgot what I was going to say. Carry on. (laughs) That was was my take. I mean, yeah, Yeah. I I don't have anything else to say. Um, Should we talk a little bit? But here's the thing. This is (laughs) – Sorry, sorry, now I remember what I was going to say. But Lee Westwood – has put together this good of a career while he was literally incapable of putting. Yeah, that is true too. Once once he got once he got onto the greens, he was a twenty handicapper. He was incapable of putting and also in the shadow of Tiger Woods for most of it. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, he he got to world number one when Tiger was still you could consider kind of at his peak. It was right in the wake of the scandal, so obviously I think it was 2010. Yeah, still passed a little bit. He was world number one for 22, 23 weeks, which is no, yeah, yeah, which is which is a very impressive feat. And he was the one who really kind of started that Euro invasion of the early 2010s. Yeah, you had him, Luke Donald, and Rory, and uh, Martin Keimer. Martin Keimer, shout out, yeah, shout out to German horsepower. Yeah, German stallion. Um. Should we should we get a little bit of U.S. Women's Open before we sign off? Mm, let's Just talk really about it on Wednesday. Preview it, but yeah, we don't really have anything to say because it got rained out. Mother Nature fucked us over. Uh, it's, it's already been soft, so now we're gonna get we're gonna get a really soft day tomorrow. You know, organic. I expect matters. a lot of complaints about the fairways. Organic matters about to have a big field day. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> should be something to look out for. Definitely. Yeah, but coverage starts at two o'clock tomorrow on NBC. Hinako Shibuno leads at minus four by one over Amy Olson, uh, and then the closest chaser to them is Moria Jatanagarn at minus one. Should be should be an intriguing final round. Hopefully, hopefully we get some fireworks. Maybe maybe Olson and maybe Olson and Shibuno kind of fall back to the field, and somebody somebody breaks away from the pack. Yeah. All right, my phone's at 1%. I'm going to sign off. Um, make sure DM Mike or you can text me and I'll shoot you his number, but you know what the deal is. No, no, right. do not. <laughs> Absolutely not. All right, guys. Take care. Happy war season. Bye. 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 I hit a chili dip. It was off the, it was off the hosel. I mean, Cameron Davis is a joke. Mike, you got any now, takes on the e-golf pro tour? You already have iron <laughs> covers. You already look like a giant <laughs> pussy. I don't care. I honestly don't give a struck- shit. <laughs> he could be six feet under at this point, whoever Jesus. WD. I didn't watch a single <clears throat> bit of it, but I'm going to chirp at the Fairmont St. Andrews because of the name. Yeah, Paul Tesori. Paul Tesori, friend of the pod. Neiman, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Yeah. Friend so- of the pod, Aunt Betsy. Terrell Haddon, are you kidding me? And there is a raccoon. No joke, like 20 feet away. Florida. Say Florida, I'm hanging out. No! You can't say Florida!